Oh man, this video quality is harsh. <laughs> is your video quality any good? Uh, it is quite good, but I I think it's time that is harsh, not the video quality. <laughs> Hi, Todd. Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, it's just early in the morning over here, and I'm enjoying a nice black coffee. Are you drinking nice. anything? Uh, I am. Well, it's it's mid afternoon, uh, so I'm drinking a nice Pepsi. We, uh, mm? yeah, Pepsi. Uh, usually not my go-to, but um, we ordered pizza like two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, uh, not a lot of takeout these days. But we ordered pizza two weeks ago, and part of the coupon, you know, you got a two liter yeah. of of soda, so of pop, as we call it. So yes. I got a Pepsi, and it's been around for a while. <laughs> oh, I'm working on it. We talked about Pepsi in a previous episode. You know, I remembered that when I was pouring a glass today. I remembered really? oh, Pepsi awesome. childhood memories. Oh, yeah. I don't know what episode it was, but, you know. I'll put a link in the show notes. There's only 14 of them. <laughs> 15 with this one. 15 now, yeah. So it's going so. to be at keepingintouch.fm slash 15. Yeah. There's going to be a link to a previous episode. We don't usually uh, back-reference our shows. Maybe we should do it more often. Um. So what's been happening? How's um, how's remote learning going? Uh, you know, it's all right. Uh, really light on the, the learning right now um, for the kids. So my wife, Jessica, you know, she uh, she's got some things put together, but, you know, we're not, I don't know, we're not inundating them with six hours of schooling every day. So try to do a little bit. Uh, the uh, the schools are still kind of figuring out their strategy for remote learning and, and what's going to be happening. But um, I think that'll be kind of ironed out this next week. Um, they'll have some sort of activities that they have to do. So hmm. we We had a week of school and now the government has moved or has shifted school holidays early. Okay. So they... So we are in lockdown for a total of four weeks currently. Who knows? Yeah. And so you did, did start school. Yeah, we did a week oh, of school. Okay. And mm. then we are taking two weeks break. And then we're doing another week of school. And then normality is supposed to resume. But we'll see about that. And mm -hmm. I have to say, I was most impressed of how um, how it went. Like these teachers worked their asses off. And they did such a good job to like pump like positivity and energy and good vibes into both I think parents and kids because it's we're we're all in this together and like I was messaging you the other day and I'm really hoping that one of the positive things at the end of this will be that people appreciate teachers a bit more because they are they are not just glorified caregivers or. Um, <laughs> babysitters do you know what i mean like oh you yeah. should have seen like mara's experience was outstanding she had a mix of exercise and maths and problem solving and reading and puzzles and you know we talk about doing a task for school and she wouldn't just run away she was actually ex excited to actually do it and some mm -hmm. of them were 
not necessarily the simplest, you know, like read a book and then draw something to describe what was in the book or stuff like that. And, you know, it was just really neat. And um, they also managed to mix the physical hands-on doing stuff with digital, which is, you know, quite a challenge for yeah. these days. So we, we'd find ourselves flipping from like doing some dancing and stuff to uh, going into uh, Epic to read a book or into Mathletics mm -hmm. to solve some problems or go noodle for some yoga or something or yeah. kids Zumba. And, <laughs> uh, and then capturing all of this in Seesaw and commenting with the other teachers. It was really, That's... really nice. And yeah. um, like kids were like, oh, we miss you and we look forward to coming back to school. So that should tell us all something about the relationship these teachers are building with our kids. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to... Uh, acknowledge all the things that maybe I haven't acknowledged enough when it comes to these teachers. And uh, yeah, if oh, there's yeah. any teachers listening, thank you for all your hard work. They are very, very hardworking uh, professionals. So yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, you know what what they have to do on their own time and and um, you know with their own resources sometimes. And uh, and yeah, you know. They're they're sad too, right? Like Jessica, she's sad that she doesn't get to see her kids, uh, mm. you know, in class. And and there was a, a really hard um, the first uh, well the first little while you know here under this lockdown, there was a big um, like what do I want to say? Like they weren't they're not really allowed to talk to to students individually or give instruction. Um, remotely in the beginning because they weren't really sure how they were going to be doing the, the learning, like the e-learning situation. So, so here, you know, in Michigan, at least they have to be able to provide uh, equal instruction for all students. So, you know, not everybody has uh, computers or broadband or access to internet. Um, and then, you know, even more so there's a lot of students that, you know, have disabilities um, that, prevent them, you know, from, from doing things online. So I guess in the beginning it was, um, you know, like no contact, you know, you can, you can tell them, Oh, hi, miss you and everything, but you know, you weren't allowed to provide instruction, but I think now they're kind of figuring out ways, um, to do that. So, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens for the rest of the school year. You know, mm -hmm. we have another, we have this week, uh, today's Monday. So we have this whole week, um, and then another week of our state, uh, you know, state of Michigan had like a, an order to stay home. So that's another two weeks. And then, you know, we might, I mean, who knows, right? We might you know, keep going might be the for another, yeah, another couple of weeks after that. So who knows if we're going back to school, uh, for the rest of this year or not, which is pretty mm -hmm. sad. You know, it's sad that they don't get to see their friends and they don't get to see the, the teachers and finish out the school year. And, you know, even thinking about like older students in high school, you know, if you're a senior, like it was like, boom, you're done, you know, and all of a sudden you just don't have that end of school the, experience. The celebration, right? Yeah, you don't have yeah. the school dances and the football games and just, yeah, it's, uh, it's very strange. It's very strange. So, yeah, I mean, it's strange for us because we've lived through this. Uh, maybe for them, it won't be as strange. Maybe unless they've built the the expectation or the anticipation for doing those things. But um, 
Hopefully well, I think they definitely like to distract them. Yeah. The older kids have, right? Like in high school. Yeah. You know, the, the ones that are, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, you know, they kind of know the rhythm of school and what, what to expect <laughs> at certain points yeah. of the year. And now they're home, you know, and some of them are home being caregivers, you know, so it's hard for them to even do, to do lessons or school. Cause sometimes older kids are taking care of the younger, younger kids because both parents are working, you know, it's, uh, it's super yeah, it's strange, tough. strange times. Yeah, but then go forward by like four years and let's talk about students. They finish school. How are they going to get their first job? How are they going to like join the workforce? How are they going to start like be uh, saving money for themselves and becoming autonomous or independent? Because it's it's going to be not impossible to interview some of them and uh, or teach them some practical skills. And um, yeah, this is why uh, I was talking to uh, our friend Landro and um, mm-hmm. we were saying that some things are about to change. He uh, he quipped on Twitter the other day that um, um, this might be the, uh, the the moment when um, we start seeing the uh, four day week. And oh uh, yeah, um, and I was thinking, well, what about universal basic income and drops in immigration and international travel and a reinvented ads business on the back of a drop in marketing spend? Like no one's spending money on ads nowadays, or very few companies are. Right. So uh, newspapers and media will be forced to uh, rethink their strategies, right? Are they going to start doing more sponsored content or lower the bar of quality for some stuff or um, allow some more uh, native content, for lack of a better term, or sponsored content? Like there's a lot of things that will have to be reinvented or changed real fast because organizations all around the world are running out of cash flow. They will not be able to to keep paying their staff. And uh, we've already started seeing the impact on airports and other things like that. But even in the digital space, things are going to have to change if we are to um, survive as an industry. So now it depends greatly on what it is you're doing. But uh, like, oh, yeah. I work for an e-commerce company currently, and uh, we rely a lot on people's meeting people they've never met to buy things they've never seen. And that mm-hmm. is kind of the recipe behind the spread of COVID-19. <laughs> so yeah, so we, we are going to probably have to be very uh, careful about the advice and guidance we give and maybe try and educate people to use other services like booking couriers instead and... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of um, other implications that come from the fact that um, our existing business model has to has to change. Yeah, I don't I don't know if anybody has answers right now. I mean, it's just it seems all so sudden and still very soon. You know, it's like we have to figure out where we're going first <laughs> mm. to figure out what to do. You know, and how how uh, how we're going to move forward. Um, you know, I think a lot of places are kind of keeping, keeping things close, right, to their chest. And let's just try to get through this, this initial period and figure out where we land, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you're right with like ad dollars and probably projects that get, you know, contracted out. You know, it, it's really, <clears throat> I think, getting back to like, what's your core business? 
and what are the things that you have to continue to do versus those research and development areas that you can probably trim a bit. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, we skipped our, we skipped our security segment in this whole thing. Uh, and there were a couple of things I wanted to say, uh, and I wonder what you think. Um, with all of us working from home, um, or with this whole COVID-19 thing going on, Mm -hmm. there's, um, there's some changes in behavior. There's people using Zoom or Skype or, in our case, FaceTime or yeah. <laughs> Hangouts or Microsoft Teams or whatever. And some of these tools are better than others at being a good app on your phone or Mac. Yeah. So we saw the other week Zoom had a quiet update to their iOS app to remove the Facebook SDK where they were collecting information they obviously didn't need to collect because they just <laughs> rolled out an app update to remove the SDK and not much more, yeah. not much else. Um, but then we are also seeing governments all around the world and Snowden as well um, ring the alarm that, hey, um, we are likely to start tracking people more and more to see their movements, to see if there's a pattern to mm-hmm. infections, to be able to uh, take control over the COVID-19 spread. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see how people's perception towards security and privacy, particularly privacy in this case, will will shift. Are we going to be more lenient and allow governments to track us more easily so that they can be- do a better job at protecting us? Or are we going to turn off location tracking services from our phones? Um, <laughs> and uh, Well, it's not even, not even that, right? You turn off location tracking. Or turn they, off the they smartphone. They still know where like, you are. like literally if we work from home we don't need cellular Uh, we call each other with zoom or skype or facetime and that's all data right i i don't need my phone for stuff i'm not saying that i'm gonna leave the house without my phone it's just more of a it's an interesting thing because we know we know that once we give the government more access to our data and our privacy there's no way to take that back there's just no way yeah well they already have the access though right like they already have at least uh you know the anonymized collection from the cell phone companies right to track where you are this is a good point and they're selling that right <clears throat> there's there's so many different whether it's government or other you know agencies that the um the the network providers are selling that data to you know and Mm. Yeah, you, you said anonymized data of, of like mem- of people's movements and whatnot. But mm-hmm. there was a case recently in New York, I believe, where um, the telcos told the local authorities, "Hey, there's a bunch of people congregating in this yeah. park," and then the authorities could go to the park to disperse yeah. people. Well, <laughs> it's no longer anonymized when you've just arrived at the park. As the, well, right. hello, I'm the New York Police Department. <laughs> uh, I had anonymized data on your phone. I like, know I'm looking at you. I know who you are. There's nothing yeah. anonymous anymore. Yeah. Uh, sure, that was stupid of people to congregate. Like, this is not the time to play baseball in playgrounds or parks, um, yeah. for sure. And given the context, I support the use of this data, obviously, to do the right thing for people. But still, 
we can't actually claim that it's anonymous either. We just say we're tracking data. It's anonymous is a very relative term now, because if I see that you spend the night in the same place for, <laughs> oh sure, for how, then, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, hopefully there's levels levels of the um, anonymity, I guess, uh, yeah. depending on on who's purchasing that data. Um, you know, there's some of these uh, recent articles where they they show you the simulation of people that were in Florida. Yeah, uh, and you know where they go after spring break, and you know hopefully, you know those companies are only getting anonymized, and even at that, maybe a little bit more mass, um, yeah, like a macro level, and not yeah. uh, the micro level, not knowing exactly who those people are. But, yeah, I um, saw a presentation yeah. for how some uh, public, oh, not public, sorry, some. Uh, driving applications or routing applications do anonymize data where you start a journey but they don't share the first part of the journey or the last part or some bits in the middle so they do oh. this um and they only share segments of your trip rather than the entire trip so you can't actually um put the entire trip back together and they use right. that in order to identify like what the um I don't know, most um, busy highways are or yeah. where slowdowns yeah. might happen or whatever, but they never, uh, I know Apple Maps does this where they don't, um, they don't share the entire trip or they don't collect the entire trip because of privacy concerns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, privacy that it's, uh, yeah, that's during these like strange times global uh, pandemic times, you know, when governments act quickly, that's when you have to be very uh, cautious, I think, and vigilant and knowing what's going into, into some mm. of these new, these new bills and laws. So yeah. hopefully, or uh, uh, thankfully that we have, um, you know, some good, some good tech journalism out there to, to keep on top of stuff. So, so I, um, you know, everybody's home now, uh, mm -hmm. all the time. <laughs> so, uh, my, my tablet just today, finally, my tablet is being used by a kid. <laughs> I've, I've had a pretty hard and fast, uh, nobody gets to use my tablet or my iPad except for me. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, Olivia, uh, was able to bring home her school issued iPad. Uh, and that thing's pretty locked down, which is good. But, um, you know, like I can't, there's no app store like you there is no app store and okay. it used to have uh apple podcasts and she was listening to a few things but then they must have pushed an update over the weekend and now the podcast is gone so um you know we're we're kind of i guess begrudgingly venturing into the kid tablet space mm -hmm. and uh i have to do some homework but i'm not sure i'm not sure what we're going to do I, I don't know if we're going to buy ipads a little pricey, the uh, you know Amazon the Fire tablet yeah. things. It's been a while since I've researched, so I have to look there. But but they seem yeah. like uh, maybe something that's a, a good entry level, I guess. So what uh, you have iPad? Yeah. So everyone in my yeah. family owns an iPad, and then we have a spare in case we have guests over. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Nice. We do we do have five iPads in the house for four people, but that's because wow. I never sell them. 
yeah. so there's, well, the value, there's right? years and it's years hard. of iPads. And yeah. I have to say <laughs> the iPad is saving our bacon currently. Okay. Uh, with Mara, like a lot of her learning happens on iPad. And yeah. Some other kids have Chromebooks or other devices and the experience is just not the same. We mm -hmm. bumped into people on the street the other day and they told us they, they just went and bought an iPad because the school apps were not as good on their whatever other platform. Oh, I don't okay. want to point the finger at the yeah. manufacturers because it's sometimes could be the developer's fault. Um, but um, what I find is that um, it's very responsive. It's very good. And I was thinking about savings as well. But if I, if I look at how much time the kid spends with that device, mm -hmm. like the cost per minute or per hour oh, or whatever, it yeah. just gets completely absorbed. So yeah. a saving of $50 here, but if, if that eliminates 20 questions like how do I or why doesn't this work yeah. or whatever, I'm like, mm. It's typically, I mean, it's not really so much the the monetary savings. It's really their behavior is like drastically different. So we've yep. always been very conservative on technology. Yeah, we talked about um, this. Compared to either my family or other friends. Yeah, we talked about this a long time ago. And I mean, just in the past week or, or two weeks that they've been home and when we do give them, you know, either you know jessica's ipad from school or um you know they have like leapfrog ipads yep, 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 yeah we call them toys, iPads, yep. like leap, leapfrog toy things yeah and it's like as soon as we introduce that it's like all of the behavioral issues just skyrocket and the they don't they don't um respond to like the the reward the reward or the uh punishment of the device like if you do these things and you're good, you can have it or, you know, I'm taking it away. Like it just doesn't matter. And especially to our two-year-old, like the youngest one, he just oh, yeah. goes like bananas. Yeah. So it's, you know, part of it's like, okay, we want these for learning and we want these for like, you know, time when, you know, like just go leave me alone, like go play your iPad and leave me alone. But then like we pay for it right on the back end. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, the it, sometimes it's just better not to have it at all. So I don't know if you or other listeners out there, <laughs> the behavioral problem. Oof. Yeah, we have a technique that might be helpful for you. I'm not sure if it helps or not, but um, I hope it is helpful. Um, we use parental controls and we mm -hmm. like we do it by type of application. So for example, for entertainment, there's an amount of time and for learning, okay. there's a different amount of time. So. What I, what I do with my six-year-old uh, is I explain very clearly, like, yeah, you're allowed to do anything you want, but all the entire day, you're allowed no more than this amount of time. And it was hard the first day or two when the uh, time limit would be hit and she'd be like, oh, give me 15 more minutes or let me finish yeah. this. And sometimes I would allow another five minutes or 10. But yeah. Other times I would say, sorry, we've run out of time, but well, you can do this other thing instead. And it was hard at first, but she's doing it now just, She's absolutely um, fine with it. And I use the whole um, five minutes, three minutes, one minute notice type stuff as well. So I would yeah. say um, you're allowed about no more than five. And it's relative. Like, okay. uh, and it, it's been quite okay. So if so you letting find them that, like self-regulate and manage their that's what I'm pushing two hour allotment. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And then the thing is, if you set the screen time limits on their device and you've set up a, like an iCloud family with your device and their device, you can always monitor mm -hmm. and see exactly what application they used for how long 
on yeah. each of those days. And then you can start working towards that. Like I ended up deleting a game that I thought wasn't worth another like half an hour on her iPad. And yeah. I may have lied and said he stopped working. <laughs> But it was just a, yeah. a, a rubbish yeah. game that we thought was something else. She got hooked to this casino style thing. And then yeah. I was like, well, you're oh. spending 20 minutes with that. It's not worth it. So uh, I got yeah. rid of it. So basically I got insights, but then I actively managed the time that she would dedicate to that thing. Okay. So look into screen time is my advice to you and cool. see if you can do it from there. And that also means that um, you can control her use or their use, sorry, of yeah. uh, of the devices and see if it works. But like with anything, it will take some adjustment. You'll have to explain that, yeah. you know, there's no need for adjustments. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, yeah. So on, on that note, you know, uh, how do I add multiple users to my iPad? <laughs> for for mean, the education one you, you know, have at home from school, you already have multiple users. Most well, likely. that thing is yeah, that thing's locked locked right down. Yeah. And I'm thinking more of the the family device, you know. Yeah, no, I, nice. not not right now. I think yeah. it's, it's, it might come, but it's come to Apple it's TV. Just, but, yeah. It's so surprising that it doesn't exist. You know, like I how, wonder how many more iPads they sold because it doesn't exist. Ugh, isn't that just feel wrong like you and i are extremely fortunate but not every family in the world can afford more than one you know four or five hundred dollar we are very privileged it's like yeah i could totally go to the store and buy five of them i totally don't want to but you know i don't know that's a gripe and we'll see we'll see yeah Um, speaking of work how's work going from home uh, actually really good. Yeah. I've always, uh, somehow I get more work done at home than the office typically. So yeah, I think it's the, um, I don't know the focus factor, you know, there isn't as much distraction, uh, at home, you know, it's, you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> like my kids are jumping over me every time. Yeah. Well, I'm down in the basement. Uh, so there's the door. Um, so they're pretty good about leaving me alone all day. It's definitely helpful, uh, that Jessica is home and uh, not working right now. Um, so that helps. So the, you know, the, the families where there's two parents or one parent and they're both full time, you know, that's, that's my family. Man, I feel for you. And you know the yeah. kids are just going bonkers, and both parents are trying to work. And yeah, yeah, that's like and conference calls at the same minute. Yeah, it's I feel for you, and I don't know how you do it <laughs> with great but, difficulty. Yeah. yeah, I I imagine, and I think everybody knows, right? Like I think everybody, hopefully, out there realizes that you know these are just not normal times, and you're going to have a call, and there's going to be a kid in the background or some loud noise, you know, it's just going to happen and there's no way to get around it. Yep. Um, so this, yeah. I'm very proud of my, my employer that, um, this has become quite normal to be on a conference call. Like we've had executives and their kid came and gave them a hug or asked for a, a yogurt or whatever. And yeah. it's just so human. It's just so encouraging that, um, 
that is okay and no one's um, throwing a tantrum i'm talking about the adults yeah. this time <laughs> like why are kids in the room or why is my conversation yeah. interrupted but that's why i think landra's on point with the haze is the arrival of the four day week maybe not the four day week but the 32 hour week instead where maybe we can distribute our yeah. time in a different way because if two partners work from home and each of them do like six hours, then maybe it's more manageable and you can make you work over one day. Um, like I start in the morning, I start around six in the, six o'clock every day and that gives me a solid maybe two hours to, to do stuff, to, yeah. to work, to prepare, to, you know, write stuff up or finish up some tasks. But um, not everyone can work at six, wake up at six and be productive. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's from home is interesting, and uh, I don't know. At least here, I think it's going to be it's going to be a while more. Um, at least another couple of weeks, which is just kind of I don't know. It's hard to imagine, but we'll get through it. So, mm. uh, so you have some news if you'd like uh, to. I do. If you'd like to go ahead. Yeah, this is uh, news for the internet. It's not news for my colleagues, but I have. Um... I have decided to change jobs because what else do you do in the middle of a pandemic? You, <laughs> you, you, you resign your, your stable decade long job and you start a new adventure in, uh, in a new business domain with a new bunch of people. Um, Cause that's, you know, that's what everyone should be doing rather than stay cozy and embrace, <laughs> embrace the known, uh, the known reality. So um, yeah, after after more than ten years and working at uh, Tremi, I've decided that it was time for me to uh, uh, make a leap and challenge myself some more. And uh, I uh, I resigned after like three or four months of thinking about it and discussions and whatnot. And I will move on to a new company. It's called Snapper, and I will be. Um, filling in the chief technology officer role over there. And I'll finally um, tick a massive box or a bunch of mass or boxes on my uh, uh, list of things I wish to do in this lifetime. And one mm -hmm. of them, and I think this is going to be close to what you enjoy doing, is going to be marrying hardware and software. So um, being able to um, make code do stuff with things in real life. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, super exciting. Um, and then, yeah, I like we talked about it in the past when we met, but um, yeah, I don't know if you remember, I'm a very values-driven person. So um, I have these two, two core values, let's say, and one of them is, um, I don't know how to describe this more eloquently, but um, one of them is very selfish, let's say. <laughs> I, I need to know that my work is impacting people around me or is making a difference to people around me. So uh, okay. that's why I've enjoyed working for Tremi for so long because literally every New Zealander uses our products. And mm -hmm. uh, I know it sounds arrogant, but it's also quite true. And the other value that I have is that, uh, and this is the cheesy one that I stole, is I want to leave Earth a better place than it was when I found it. So um, again, the reason why I've been enjoying working at Rame is because through our work, we keep landfills empty. But the yeah. potential for Snapper is actually larger. So people around me 
are no longer just New Zealanders because the product is a global product. So it can be used by your city council if yeah. if they're wise, they would give what, me a call. What and is the, Snapper? So Snapper does like, amongst other things, does uh, public transport ticketing and basically oh, provides okay. insights to... Uh, uh, regional councils or local councils about how to optimize people's movements using public transportation. Awesome. Um, and like I was saying, for the cheesy value, um, the fewer cars people own, the more people use public transport, the better it is for all of us in the planet. So um, mm -hmm. in terms of impact that I can make if I do a good job, I feel like there's more of a difference I can make from uh, from Snapper+. Plus. Um, I will accept the fact that I'm changing sides from reporting into the executive to being an executive. So that is uh, that is quite exciting at a career level, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I I have to say, if there's any people listening from Tremi, um, I will miss. This is a cliche, really. Like I will miss everyone there. I've had so much fun. That's why it was such a hard decision to make. It was just super hard to let go of a really good gig, like a really satisfying, rewarding job. And um, I was privileged to have hired most of the people that I work with. And that means that I built a bunch of very strong relationships. Mm -hmm. But in many ways, this is going to be a test for how close those relationships are. I'm hoping that I'll be able to keep in touch with many of them. Um, like yesterday, I was talking to somebody who hasn't worked at Remy for a long time. Over the holidays, I caught up with somebody who moved on from Remy years ago. So um, I know I'm super grateful for everything I was able to learn while at Remy, but I'm also equally excited about all the new things I will be able to learn in the new job. I'm sure. So um, yeah, well, do you, do congratulations, you have any uh, yeah. Kiara. Thank you very much. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, hard. it's a bittersweet, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's a sign in itself, though, you know, that you've made a good contribution to your, you know, employer and uh, that you are leaving it better than you found it. So I hope so. Um, yeah. The, um, the other thing is, like, after 10 years in a place, you become kind of like one of these dinosaurs. And I'm not sure this is spoken a lot about, but your word or your opinion seems to matter more than its net worth, really. So you'd say something, and even though it might be stupid, sometimes the more junior or recent people might struggle to challenge the view, although I encourage people, or I have been all the time, to not just mm. accept status quo, to always try and make things better and suggest whatever diverse opinions or ideas they might, they might have. But after a decade in a, in a role, you develop this, I don't know, status let's say that's sometimes not challenged although it should be and the other thing is by moving on i feel like hopefully i will be creating a, some growth opportunity for others too so yeah. although i'm sad for my team i'm also kind of happy for them because they can grow more now mm -hmm. uh, like a bottleneck is gone a little bit yeah, yeah a bottleneck yeah. is gone so that's <laughs> that's yeah um that, that that hopefully that will be okay. And I know, I mean, as an organization, I'm very replaceable. It's a, it's a company full of super smart people. So I'm not worried about, oh my God, you know, like this person's moving on. What will they do now? Their training will be more than fine. They'll be absolutely mm -hmm. great. But um, yeah, at a personal level, I am, I'm going to miss a lot of stuff. People, the office, uh, the 
domain like i developed all this understanding of the business domain a lot of the uh this this may sound funny like the business relationships with partners external partners suppliers stuff like that so um i i really really loved that job but yeah i hope the uh the team will have um will continue to have a, a really good run and do amazing things and yeah okay it's exciting you know the only constant thing in life is change that's you know, right <laughs> it's my turn to change what was your uh what's the, so what's the timeline for the the move i have a fairly long um notice period like 90 days mm-hmm. so it's going to be like 90 but 90 days since when i uh i hand in my resignation or okay. thereabouts because i have a lot of um, untaken annual leave. I had, a, as you mm-hmm. know, I had a, a long holiday planned for to go to Europe that I had to yeah. cancel. So uh, I'm not sure if I will be uh, taking that towards the end of my tenure or in the middle or not mm-hmm. at all. So it's it's, uh, it's still in the air at the minute, but I will be I will still be a trainee for a while. Well, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we? Uh... Wrap it up a little bit. Why not? Um, if people want to uh, hear more, uh, they should uh, consider keeping in touch with us at Keep In Touch FM. They should also uh, leave us a review in their favorite podcast app or send us a message with um, their thoughts. And if they want to follow you, they can follow you on, to- on Twitter at Todd the Land. Yep. Uh, and if people want to follow you on Twitter at Nick TMRO. So until next time. Keep in touch.